High Sensory People podcast. I'm Alicia May. I'm a high sensory leader, coach, and creative empath. And I'm Jane Elizabeth Aston. I'm a high sensory leader and spiritual connection coach. We're high sensory people, and we're passionate about raising awareness of the HSP trait and reframing it from being highly sensitive to high sensory and having high sensory intelligence. Did you know that 20 to 30% of the world's population are high sensory? We want to increase our visibility, change how the world sees us, and inspire and empower all HSPs to own their amazing qualities and unique gifts. We would love you to join us on this journey. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about boundaries for high sensory people. So that's what boundaries are, um, how we might set them, perhaps the way we've used or not used boundaries in the past, and just all about boundaries for HSPs. So um, to kick us off, let's start by talking about what we mean by boundaries. So Alicia, what, what do boundaries mean to you? Um, a lot of things. And, you know, I know we've had this conversation before, but, you know, it took me years to get my head around boundaries, if that makes any sense. And I didn't really understand them or appreciate the need for them until I realized I was um, a high sensory person. Because obviously growing up, we're taught societal boundaries, we're taught, uh, we're taught sorry, um, moral boundaries, or we're taught um, behavioral boundaries. I personally wasn't ever really taught personal boundaries you know, what was good for me, what wasn't good for me, what I was happy with, what I wasn't happy with, what I was happy to do, not to do. Because quite often, you know, as a child, we're forced to do, I mean, I don't know about these days so much, but I know growing up in in school environments back in the sort of 80s and, and 90s, it was, if you were really uncomfortable about doing something um, and you were really unhappy about it, you were still forced to do it. So then you weren't really taught that that was actually a personal boundary that that teacher had crossed um, and sort of abused, basically. And then I was having this conversation with my dad recently, and it was really profound because since me, my journey with being uh, knowing I was high sensory, it's it's been a journey for my dad as well. And he's now realized, oh, my gosh, yeah, I really am wired differently like everybody else. And, and his challenges now make sense to him. So anyway, we were talking about boundaries. And he realizes looking back for nearly sort of 50 odd years of his life, he didn't have any personal boundaries. You know, he really did allow people to just walk all over him. He was he was people pleasing. You know, he, he didn't want to um, create conflict or upset people. Whereas these days, you know, he's like a grumpy 60 year old. You know, he's pretty much like F you to everybody. Um, it's, it's hilarious. Um, but anyway, so. I realized sort of growing up, looking back, they, bless them, unbeknown to them, didn't teach me my own personal boundaries, if that makes any sense. You know, whether it came to boyfriends or friendships, you know, whatever it was. I mean, even colleagues and and bosses and things, you know, you'd be in scenarios or there might be a conversation and 
And I didn't realize at the time, you know, something was said and they would cross my boundary and that would really upset me. But I didn't know why. I didn't know why it upset me. And then they would tell me sort of sort of to get a grip or don't be so sensitive or don't take things so personally. You know, so you end up creating this story in your head and this programming and, and conditioning. So to me, what what do boundaries mean to me? Obviously, there's those physical boundaries, literal boundaries, you know, private property boundaries, that sort of thing. But for me, it could be physical boundaries with my body, as in what's acceptable and not acceptable, um, you know, people physically touching you. Then it could be um, your sort of mental boundaries, you know, what what is good for your state of mind, whether it's listening to things, certain things, Um and it's it for me it is about what am i happy doing what resonates with my heart what resonates with my soul what's feeding my soul what's what's serving me what's not serving me um when to when it when to say no you know that that's a big one for boundaries but but really again it it wasn't until i realized i was hsp um that i really knuckled down and started appreciating how important having boundaries was to my state of being, to my to my mental state, um, and my just general sort of thriving state. Putting in those boundaries took time. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I hope that makes sense, Jane. Over to you. Yeah, it's a great sort of introduction to boundaries, you know, what they are and, and some of our struggles with them along the way. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think... You know, boundaries were something that I had no idea even existed until I was well into my adulthood. The concept which we sometimes hear bandied about now around they've got no boundaries at all. Well, I had no boundaries at all. I didn't know what they were. I didn't know I had a right to boundaries. Um, You know, I think it was certainly never a word that was mentioned when I was growing up, really. You know, it was very much, um, you know, it wasn't exactly the Victorian children should be seen and not heard, but it wasn't far off. And, uh, you know, it's just a historical thing, really. But I got the message, um, you know, because I'm high sensory and I'm very attuned to the needs, wants, feelings, even thoughts of other people around me. I got the message that really it was almost my job to make sure that they were okay. Um, Right from when I was quite young, you know, if somebody wasn't okay, that was somehow probably my fault. And I probably needed to try and do something about it, um, which meant a degree of self-sacrifice or self-denying. And there's no boundaries that can exist really in that state of being conversely um there's a a psychiatrist called i'm going to say his name wrong almost certainly salvador minuchin could be minuchin i don't know anyway um so he's you know been described as being the pioneer of family therapy and he um talked about how boundaries are how we define what is acceptable in our relationships so what that means really is a boundary is something that i say i need 
I want or I don't want. I will I will accept this. I won't accept that. So when you were talking earlier, Alicia, about when people crossed a boundary, but you weren't really sure what the boundaries were, I think they crossed an invisible boundary that you weren't really aware of, but you knew it had upset you. Something had upset you. And it's because you didn't have that boundary firmly in place. You didn't know it because you hadn't been taught it. And that is absolutely my story. I spent a lot of time thinking, I don't feel very good. And it was because I had no idea that I had any right to boundaries, let alone, well, I didn't even know they existed, let alone that I had any right to them. And I certainly didn't know what they might be or what they could usefully be. Um, But, you know, I think they are really important because otherwise we get... Um, shunted around in life by ourselves and others in ways that are really uncomfortable, really unhelpful, really upsetting for us and can make us very, very ill mentally and physically. Um, And so I'm sort of veering into the territory of, you know, of our next topic to talk about, which is why we need boundaries, especially as high sensory people. Um, And I've alluded to some of that, but Alicia, I'm sure you've got plenty to respond to as well yeah so leading on to that is is why do we, we why do we need them it's a survival mechanism like you know we have to create it it's not there sadly like we've mentioned previously in other episodes hsps are naturally wired to people please yeah it's our natural default so then creating our own personal boundaries is a whole journey within itself. And it is really hard for us. It's much harder, I think, for us as HSPs to get those boundaries in place because of that natural people pleasing. And like you say, you know, we're we're taught external boundaries, perhaps, and it's it's respecting other people's boundaries, but there was never ever a narrative of you need to respect your own boundaries, your own needs, um, and I love love that you that what you described with um, with Salvador and this you know what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what I need, what I don't. You know, I think that's that's so so true. Um, and yeah, so why do we need them as HSPs? Because they really are the game changer. You know, I, I said earlier that it wasn't until I realised I was HSP, I then learned how essential boundaries were for my um, state to thrive and, and to be happy. You know, um, it's it's also learning your own physical boundaries, your own energetic boundaries. That's really helped. You know, I can't be like non-HSPs. I can't keep going, going, going. I mean, my gosh, do I get so much done when I am doing, but I need that downtime. And that's a personal boundary. That's a physical boundary. That's an essential boundary. So it's my own individual physical boundaries. Um, And then the emotional boundaries, the mental boundaries, you know, we shouldn't, nobody, even non-HSPs, we shouldn't put up and shut up. We shouldn't put up with people's abuse, people's negativity. You know, fine, we we all have bad days, but we don't have to be exposed to other people's bad days. We don't you need to expose ourselves, you know, to other people when we're having a bad day, you know, so it's it's finding those boundaries of actually, I don't need this in my life. You know, I'm not going to accept this behavior. I'm not going to be spoken to in, in this way. I'm not going to be treated in this way. Um, and I know that putting down certain boundaries for me 
since I found out I was HSP over the last uh, few years, you know, it's really, it's funny, it's, it's enabled some of my friendships to thrive more, but it's actually also disrupted some of my friendships and caused a lot of issues because I didn't realize that there were no boundaries with, say, ex-friend. Um, so then when I started putting the boundaries in place for my self-care being essential, prioritizing things, you know, it's it's really put, you know, the cat among the pigeons with that friendship. And it's it's just not been the same. And this this friend, you know, has been unable to embrace those boundaries, which is 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 really upsetting. Whereas a lot of other friends, they've completely accepted my new boundaries. So it, it it has a different impact on different people who, you know, whether there's that dependency going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jane, why do you think we need boundaries as HSPs? Well, I think if we think about one of the key um, challenges of the trait, which is the tendency to overwhelm and having to guard against that, my boundaries have to be Uh, a little um, more well-defined than many people's, the non-HSPs, to prevent me being overwhelmed. You know, I get to a certain state of physical and mental being in a busy environment, and I think it's time for me to go now. Now, other people might be like, you've only just got here. Or this is often what happens if I'm at a party, but I haven't had a chance to talk to you yet. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. I know we'll have to do it next time. I've got to go now. And I've learned to put that boundary in over time because in the past, when I used to people please, and I'd be like, oh, okay, I'll stay a bit longer then. And I talked to whoever it was. And again, I was repeating the patterns from my early years. I was sacrificing my own well-being because other people wanted me to. And in doing that, I left myself depleted for the rest of the day or the rest of the week or, you know, several years or however long it was so over the years I think I've learned really where my boundaries need to be in relation to my physical self in relation to my mental and emotional well-being in relation to my personal time that might be how long I spend you know with particular friends it might be how long I spend on particular work tasks it might be how long I spend at the screen you know, uh, rather than outside, it, all, all of that sort of thing. Um, you know, it, it can be all sorts of uh, things that, um, all sorts of things that contribute to me feeling uh, good in the world. So, um, and I think, you know, the, the way that we use boundaries can look really different, can't it, depending on the context. And certainly I think, you know, the, the biggest challenges that many of us have with boundaries are around the, the people who first taught us whether they existed or, you know, what they were. And, you know, I think this is why, you know, visiting sort of family in particular can be really challenging because if we start to put boundaries in place, they find that very, very difficult to deal with sometimes because they haven't changed, but we have, and they don't always like that. Um, But I think it is so, so important as high sensory people to be aware of what we need and to um, draw some lines in the sand 
to represent those so that we can avoid overwhelm and be okay, be okay in the world and hopefully be better than okay, be bright, be happy, be of service, be all of those things. We can only do that if we have appropriate boundaries in place. Um, So I I guess in terms of what appropriate boundaries are, I'd quite like to touch on the kind of the three styles of boundaries that have been identified by um, researchers and scientists and psychiatrists over the years, including the psychiatrist I mentioned earlier. And there's three main types. So there's there's um, diffuse boundaries. So this is really when boundaries are very loose and very unclear and perhaps it would describe me. Yeah, guilty. Yeah, for years. Absolutely. I think as high sensory people, diffused or diffuse boundaries are, are absolutely what we end up with because we want everyone to be okay we want to make people happy we want to smooth situations and also we often become the unwitting conduits for other people's stuff energy emotions whatever and therefore it's quite difficult to hold our boundaries in place so you know we can often struggle with saying no we can be quite passive we can be you know all of those things so it's it's quite um easy for us as high sensory people to have very loose unclear ill-defined and ill-maintained boundaries the opposite of that is very rigid boundaries which are very very strict um so that might be people who are quite close-minded to different ideas or different ways of being they don't want to give things a try can be or quite... in fear aren't they often they're in fear yes absolutely but it's a kind of a different kind of fear to I would say quite a lot of high sensory people which you know it's the fear of upsetting other people This is the fear of, you know, of trusting people, the fear of trusting something other than what they know, the fear of trusting the unknown. So this can make, you know, people very rigid, like I'm only going to do this at this time. And if you want me to do it at that time, then I can't. And I think it's quite difficult or it's quite common as, as high sensory people perhaps to swing from boundaries which are very diffused to rigid missing out the healthy boundaries which are in the middle because healthy boundaries involve using some bits of both the other styles and adapting them according to the environment and the context and what we need at any given time. So this involves really tapping into what we need at any time um, and tapping into our healthy self-esteem that we deserve to be okay and tapping into our value that if we that we deserve to be okay because we are of value and we also you know have have value the most value when we're in our best physical mental and emotional state so you know overall i think healthy boundaries are all about staying true to ourselves while being able to flex and adapt to the environment and the people around us so those are kind of the main types of boundary setting and i think you know myself i can absolutely do all three Mm. I I probably have healthier boundaries now than I've ever had, but I certainly can still be loose. And sometimes I can be too rigid. Yeah. It's a learning curve. And, you know, we navigate this in a a changing environment. What's your kind of what do you reckon your 
boundary styles or styles. yeah well yeah definitely the, the the diffuse ones was me down to a t for years absolutely years like you say and you said before about sacrifice you know there was so much sacrificing of self having no boundaries you know it just it I was just not in a good space I was constantly looking back I realized I was constantly overwhelmed you know and I was always burning out suffering with anxiety depression you know really up and down and then um but then you know definitely I'm sure in the past there were some rigid ones um and when I was sort of learning to set my boundaries sometimes they were a little bit rigid because I was still learning mm. you know when when I need things, how I needed things. And, but now, like you say, I'm definitely in the healthy. Yeah. I'll, I'll sort of dip into the others every now and then if I'm, if I've got a bit too tired or, you know, I'm, I'm a bit like, oh, no, I've got to get some stuff done and I'm a bit rigid, you know, whatever it is. But overall, they're definitely a lot healthier. And, you know, overwhelm is very rare for me now. You know, it really is so rare. And and because we've learned to reconnect with that native language, that native human language within our body, we just get those little warning signs, don't we? The amber and, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm cooked. I, I need some downtime. I need to go and do me you know, and, and some people will appreciate that and some people won't. But it, it really, once I was really establishing my boundaries, like you said a minute ago, you really then begin to see your value um, and you do start to shine your light and you are brighter and you're able to see, whoa, I've got so much to give to this world, not only to myself, but the people around me in all shapes and sizes and forms and and things. So it, it really does um, make, make a huge difference. So, um, so that's our journeys with the boundary setting, you know, you know, we've, we've definitely learned a lot. And, but what about some tips, Jane? What, what would you, what would be a go-to tip for you, for people that are new to this? Well, I mean, I think, you know, there are some areas that I still struggle with boundaries in, and I've alluded to those earlier. And I think the, 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 you know, what I've learned is that it's baby steps, little tiny baby oh, steps. Yeah. I can't change the way I am with people who are very familiar with me overnight. And I also, I don't want to be unkind. I don't want to upset people. I really don't. But I have to remind myself that my needs are important, that this is not about self-sacrifice. It's not. It's about, and that I deserve to be okay. And I have to do, I have to still go to those really basic things. And sometimes I have to speak to other people who remind me when I lose sight of it, because there are times when I find even knowing what a healthy boundary in a, a given situation is can be really difficult. And that's when it's really helpful for me to get somebody else to remind me what's reasonable and what's not, you know, the sort of like boundaries that are neither too loose nor too tight, but just right. What's appropriate for this situation? And I think, you know, the challenges are that boundaries and what's appropriate, they're shifting all the time. They're shifting for me. They're shifting for, you know, others. They're shifting in, in context. And I think the tips are, you know, just uh, be prepared for things to change and um, take time 
to check in with myself and to check in with others. And also, don't be too, don't be too upset with myself when I get it wrong, because I do. I do still get it wrong. And I think to also a tip really is to recognize how far I've come from being somebody who didn't even know what the word boundary meant. I thought it meant like a fence that divides my garden from your garden. That's a boundary. You know, I had no idea. So to go to a place where I often know what a boundary is and I often stand by them and I often say no even when people are encouraging me to do otherwise you know that's that that's quite a journey so you know I think HSPs when we are successfully setting boundaries it's no mean feat and we should recognize that we're you know we're 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 doing good on that Mm. how about you Alicia what are your what are your kind of what, what are the challenges and what are the tips that you yeah. that you you know can share so so it really is it's an individual process you know what what my boundary could be for some things is going to be slightly different to the next person um it's really owning your needs and owning the fact that by meeting them you know you're going to be a better version of yourself and the other people are going to receive that as well. Um, and the other people do make it really hard. And that's why we do say about being having baby steps. It's a muscle. You don't achieve it overnight. It's definitely been a journey for me. It's not been an easy one because I don't like letting people down. I can feel it in my body. I can feel the disappointment, you know, and I don't like that feeling. But since doing this work, I feel that a lot less. And I have this no these are my needs. If I want to keep thriving and keep performing at the level I do, I've got to meet these boundaries. It's very much a muscle. It's, a, it's you know, the word no, that really is a boundary. You know, if you don't want to do something, don't do it. If it doesn't feel right in your body, if it isn't going to work for you, then say no. If it's a case of actually, I don't want to do this social tonight. No, I don't want to come with you and do this. So actually, no, I just want to be at home on my own. Whatever it is, like you need to honor those those needs. I think being high sensation seeking, it can be quite tricky for us, would you yeah. say? Because Definitely. we get caught up with that sensation seeking side, that excitement. And, you know, for me, that really was a challenge because I want to get caught up in the moment. I want to max it out. You know, I want full exposure to that experience. But it's taken me a long time, you know, and every now and then it does catch me out. But it is a case of, no, I've got to I've got to put that foot on that that brake pedal. You know, I've got to have some time out. I need to meet my needs. You know, what one of my main ones is my um, sugar levels, as in not because I'm diabetic or anything. It's just a high metabolic rate that one of my main boundaries is my eating. And it took me ages to get my head around a lot of my anxiety and depression was because of my eating. So I have to eat every two, three hours because it just, the chemical imbalance in my body is, is too much. And I have, I've looked in and I don't have diabetes. So it's it's not that, and I don't have any of the other symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, so a boundary is for me, is like, no, I need to eat. So I don't care who I'm with. I don't care where I am. You know, I'm like the queen of the snacks. Mm-hmm. I, I was with, I met some people on the weekend and it was hilarious, you know, and, and men bless them. They don't always know how to look after themselves. And I rocked up in the morning with my fruit and my snacks. 
and I ended up sharing them. You know, I was like, these are my boundaries. Like I need to eat. If I need to eat, I need to eat because um, I'm going to be cranky otherwise. So, you know, it is just about, you know, learning to say no and it really is baby steps and, and it doesn't have to be big things. It doesn't have to be massive things that you're saying no to. Just try little tiny steps um, to begin with. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that you brought up boundaries and food because I think that can be a really big one. I've, you know, because of various health struggles in the past, I've had to, you know, um, be quite careful about my diet and I've had to, um, you know, um, avoid certain things for quite long periods of time. You know, the usual suspects, gluten, dairy, blah, 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 this, that and the other, uh, sugar for quite a while, just having appropriate amounts of protein. I've had to do all of that over time. I mean, I, I, I'm much better now, so I don't need to be as strict, but for a while I, I had to be very, very strict and people around me found it terribly uncomfortable. They were like, well, can't you just have a little bit of dessert or whatever it was a bit like when I stopped drinking you know and I went into recovery and people found that very uncomfortable as well they were like well you know surely you can just have one right and again I had to be really clear about my boundaries no I can't you can have whatever you like and I'm not going to pass judgment on you that's your choice and my choice and my need actually is to do what's right for me so I think I've come to see boundaries as the opposite of people pleasing yes totally now that isn't to say because I think you talked about earlier you know the the kind of societal boundaries and I think of those really as as social norms some of which to my mind are completely fictitious and unnecessary some of which you know we probably do need to kind of keep us all from killing each other you know there's the happy medium isn't there again there's like you know there's the diffused social norms there's the rigid social norms which are terribly damaging and then there's the kind of the healthy social norms that again stop us from killing each other um and uh yeah, so it's this interplay between not people pleasing, but also adhering to the things that stop us from c- causing damage, you know, damage to to those around us when we really don't want to. What other people do with our boundaries is different. That's different. Their reactions is different from us actually harming people you know willfully and wantonly so these things are all negotiations that we have to have with ourselves internally and externally on a on a daily basis um no wonder I found it so difficult to set boundaries because it's a really complicated topic but I'm glad that we're talking about it because I think you know um it is something that as high sensory people we we can have considerable struggles with and more than most people because I think boundary setting is even more important for us yeah and finishing off it is so hard with the people that we're closest to that is the real challenge it's Mm. it's okay with the people that you don't know so well but it's with the families 
with your husband, with your wife, with your children, you know, those sort of relationships, they're the real tough ones to set those boundaries because these people are often so dependent on you um, or they're so used to this certain way of behavior that when you start to sort of change that behavior, even if they see a better version of you, you know, people don't like change. So, um, so just stick in there. It's worth it. It's, it's a long, it's the long game. And, um, but it's definitely the most challenging with those closest to us. Yes. But I think, you know, it is worth it because ultimately they are for survival. Yeah. You know, we deserve to survive. We deserve to thrive just as much as the people around us. And sometimes perhaps the people around us have been depending on us to be a certain way so that they're okay. Yeah. And that's all right, apart from if it's damaging us, then that's really not okay. Mm. And uh, yeah, you know, it's a tangled web that has been woven over the years and it it can take some untangling. Um, But yeah, I I think, you know, it's all about starting to set boundaries where the stakes are lower to start with. Yeah. You know, just like, no, I can't go to the cinema on Thursday. Can Mm. Can we set a date for a couple of weeks time instead? Yeah. And, and, yeah. And people deem it sort of selfish and it's like, no, it's called self-care. <laughs> well, exactly. And we already know self-care is super, super important for us as high sensory people. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, one of the things we were going to perhaps touch on today is this idea of energetic boundaries. But I think that that might be best left mentioned as something that we're going to talk about in future because I think this is a really important topic for HSPs particularly the um the empaths among us those who are you know who are uh, score very highly on the HSP tests and scales you know if that's you if you if you were an empath then I'm pretty sure you will have had some trouble withholding your energetic boundaries you may not even have realized I know I didn't for a long time Mm. but I would love perhaps to talk about that in another episode really soon what do you reckon Alicia yeah I definitely would love to touch base with this because it's definitely been a big challenge and it really is essential for HSPs it really is yeah so so listen on for that but I think we'll draw today we'll draw a boundary at the end of today's episode um Alicia over to you for you know to to help finish us off yeah so thanks thanks for listening today um again uh just another shout out and mention that the high sensory tribe is now live we've got members signing up and it's just wonderful people sharing stories of all sorts of things so please please do join us if uh, if it feels good to you we'll put some um links in the show notes but yeah the high sensory tribe which is the online community um is live absolutely so um yeah there's a link in the show notes it's hosted on the mighty networks platform in case that is helpful for you to find it too all hsps are welcome in the tribe uh to meet share experience support each other um with information and hopefully inspiration it's free for the first month so that you can give it a try and you can stay if you like it so thank you again for joining us today we really hope you enjoyed this week's episode and again as always we'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments and please do subscribe share and review our podcast 
Join us for next week's episode when we'll be talking about energetic boundaries for high sensory people. Bye for now. Bye for now.